Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Veil, a show that provides insight into the world of weddings. I'm your host, Keith Willard. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have the author of, like, literally my favorite titled book ever, How Catering Sucked the Life Right Out of Me. And as a former director of catering for a hotel and as an event professional, I can totally relate. I mean, I am so excited to talk to this author. His name is Sudi Karatas. Oh, I'm saying that wrong. Karatash, Sudi Karatash, and I even did it phonetically. Hello. Um, and we're going to bring him on. But before I bring him on, let me bring on my co-host, Marcy Gutenberg, with an effort to remember by Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hello. Okay, so hello. I, I mean, love if, the name of this. Right? <laughs> we saw a book in the in the window that said, How Catering Sucked the Life Right Out of Me. I'd pff, done. Bought it. <laughs> we, I mean, I'm with you. I, we, at the time that you're doing it, we loved being a director of catering. I did yes, it as well. Loved it, and it was great. But it does wear on you. It does wear on you, and the and the experiences that you go through being on that side of the fence. I don't think a lot of people really understand all that really happens in the background. And yes. that's what his book is all about. It's all about the good and and the bad. And of course, we love to hear about the bad because that's mm-hmm. who we are. But it, about the good and bad. And then what I love about it is that he has some celebrity stuff that's in there and he has some stuff that we all can relate to. So well, let's bring him on. Sudi, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Okay, so. Hi, Sudi. Hi, Marcy, <laughs> how are you? Okay, this is awesome. I love your book already. Right. I mean, so I'm assuming that the title just came to you one night after a long event. <laughs> well, I think it came to me. I, I think several events I worked, I kept saying, I'm going to write a book. And then I said, I'm going to call it how catering sucks the life right out of me. So and people, yeah. And people thought I was just talking, 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 but now I'm, I put my actions behind my words. That's we, awesome. I know it's awesome. You know how many of us have said, over and over, if we we should just write a book because people would buy it because of all and the they would crazy never believe, stuff. and they would never believe it, and we would and, each have different stories, all three of us. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my god, separate books, yeah, a hundred percent. And I just think this is, I mean, it, it, I love it. I mean, it it is one of those things that bonds all the vendors together. You know, is our shared like horror stories that have happened, and and how we saved the day. In many, in many instances, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times the other guests don't even know any of this even happened. So, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, pretty horrific. <laughs> but most of the time, you know, we, that's our job is to save the day. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They don't know half the stuff that goes on. Yeah. <laughs> no, not even half the stuff. And and what I love about this is that you are an actor and screenwriter. And, and I said, you know, before we went live, I said, you know, how, wait, how did you write this book and we're like and you were like hello actors yeah <laughs> it's like most together yeah so you yeah kind of <laughs> which is actually and as much as i joke about how awful it is and there's obviously a lot of good things right um, and right, one right. of them being flexibility yes. um, if you are an actor that's the best thing because you can you know um uh, cancel the night before they get someone to work for you very easily it's not a nine to five where you can't go on auditions you can go away and do a movie for a month come back and you still have work at that caterer so it, there are some really good things too so it is a good balance in the book and of course the bad i, I have to make humorous so it's you know you have to do everything with humor, so. <laughs> so how long did it take you to write this book we're gonna we'll get into the meat of the book in, in a little bit but how long did it take you to actually write this book um I, well, I did a lot of it. Uh, no, I released it during the pandemic. So I started it a little bit before the pandemic, probably um, six months to a year. Wow. And then I got an editor and she kind of 
did some stuff with it. <laughs> She's like, we're starting over. <laughs> now, she actually said as she was doing, she goes, I'm laughing out loud a lot and I don't usually do that, she said. So that was a good sign, you know. Oh, that's, that's a great a sign. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't you love that? And is, yeah. is she somebody that's involved in the catering industry or is it, that's no, not no, world. but she's done a lot of editing. Oh. So it's hard to get her to laugh. You know, I think in general, if, if, and she's <laughs> so, yeah, and she says she learned a lot. Of, she had no idea. She's like, it takes you know. a lot to you know, make her laugh. Okay. Good. It's, it's kind of one of these things where, you know, sometimes we go through life and we say, if we don't laugh, we're going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of so. like, okay, we're going to laugh and cry at the same time. Cause it's that funny. Like, oh obviously, I mean, to, for somebody to give you that much credit, that's a great, com- you know, a great accomplishment. And then, what was your role in in these events? Were you were you the, on the catering side, or were you on the planning side? Like, how? What was your role? Were you an observer? So, let's say, um, I was um, sometimes bartender, sometimes server, sometimes I'd be either behind the buffet or serving hors d'oeuvres. So, I don't really make I don't really make the food per se. I might heat it up somewhere. Like, I make a mean kebab and toast, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> chefs are doing you know the, as somebody that doesn't cook i totally get that yeah <laughs> um, but i can serve you know the hors d'oeuvres and uh and it's funny i'll there's a little joke i do um would you like the quiche and if they say i'll pass i said oh no it's okay you stand here and have a good time i'll pass you know and <laughs> i ended up putting that in my movie a waiter doing that and then you know saying would you like this and i'll funny. pass he hands the tray and says, oh, good, because I have a lot to do in the kitchen. And stuff. So I try to incorporate all my things, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, okay, you you know, your stories include, and I and I, the bits in here are just awesome, but, you know, include a, a runaway groom, which, by the way, I've had a runaway groom, mm-hmm. a bar mitzvah where O.J. Simpson was a guest. Wow. Um, really? A $5 million birthday party for a three-year-old twins. <laughs> And then, of course, a 9-11 gig. I mean, I have to tell you, the 9-11 gig, I can totally relate because I had a wedding on that day. And it was it was rough. I mean, rough. Oh, wow. A wedding. That would be, yeah. Because uh, yeah. mine was, a. Uh, it was just. On the a, actual just, day? It's, on yeah, the actual 9/11, day. I was working in New York City. I lived in New York City at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was a fashion week. So it was at Hugo <sighs> Boss. And so we're there in the morning. I put out the coffee and the bagels. And they're very easy, you know, donuts, whatever. I don't know. Right. Um, and then I hear in the other room, because it was on uh, 8th Street and 11th, no, um, 11th, 23rd Street and 11th Avenue on the 8th floor. So you could see the, the Twin Towers. But I was in a room with no windows or anything. So right, right, right. I just heard a commotion in the other room. I said, oh, they must have had a leak last night and water drifted and ruined some fashion dress or something. Right. But then people were like running into the other room from other rooms. I'm like, what is going on? So finally, I, I went in there and... What happened? I always said a plane went into the, the towers. I said, oh, oh. My God. and at that time you thought it was just a little tiny plane, you know? Right. And, okay. Well, I'll go back to work and I go back in and I don't know how much later, half hour later, I hear this huge like gasp. And that's <sighs> when like the second plane had gone in and I went in there and I'm like, and, um, and somebody said, oh, there must be a problem with the um, air traffic controller. I'm like, pilot's going to be like no no i have a building for me no no you're okay i mean the stupid things people say sometimes but um but anyway you know again i'm there to work so i oh wow at that point i knew this must be a terrorist attack but i went in the back in the room and just i'm doing my thing they asked me you know could you you know obviously the fashion show is canceled but can you stay there's some people stuck here and just kind of help out yeah okay i mean i actually felt safer in there than going out on the streets with the sirens going and everything and she asked me to call, this is the funniest part. She asked me to call the caterer and say, when they come with the lunch, can they bring extra sandwiches? Cause people are stuck here. And I'm like, 
The caterer is down on Water Street, I'm thinking. No. I, I think the streets are all closed. They're not going to even be able to get here. And no. I tried to explain that to her, but she insisted I call. So I call the caterer. He's like, I'm like, they're asking if you can bring extra sandwiches uh, when you bring the, the, the lunch. And he goes, tell her to go F herself. Ah, I love it. And yeah. And I, when I'm asking him this question, people are literally coming into his place covered in soot and blood and everything, <gasps> escaping the. Oh, the, my, the, God. oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. Amongst all that, you know, craziness Chaos and sadness and, and absurdity yeah. of, of things that, you know. Can you bring uh, us extra sandwiches? Yeah, for lunch. I mean, I don't think oh they're coming. Oh, my you know? God. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, you know, that is one of those things. It's like, you know, it, a lot of times it, you're in yeah. these events and when, when world things happen, people don't know how to react. Yeah. And they and they say the most stupid things yeah. sometimes. You're just like, what? Okay, empathy, anybody. Just, right. you know, right. think outside of yourself for a moment. Yeah. If I videoed this and put it on YouTube, people would hate you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that don't ask for extra sandwiches. Well, let, let's let, let's talk about OJ. So OJ was at a birthday party and it was before or after? It was, it was before it was it was, it was uh, oh but it was a bar mitzvah bar mitzvah so yeah it was a birthday party okay and I think it was a year before it was in Brooklyn and whatever and I it was a bar mitzvah I had his, his table to take care of and of course most of the time he was standing and talking with people coming up to him getting their picture and autographs and stuff right right very pleasant very nice you know and but no but was this before or after the trial before because a, a year <sighs> okay about a year later is when the Bronco. Okay. Chase. All right. I was her. about to say. Um, yeah, no, say, this was, like, yeah. No, I did a jail party for him. We, we catered a jail party for him. <laughs> right, right. It's like, hey, OJ was at our party and everybody wanted their picture with him. <laughs> it's like, so what? this was actually before the murder. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, but it's a shock to me because how nice he was. And then he's up for murder a year later. Like, right. this horrific, you know. So it was, that was kind of just. You uh, just never know. Yeah. I'm just saying, you just never know. It is crazy. I mean, and I mean, we all remember where. I mean, I remember where I was when they that Bronco chase was going on. I mean, that was like oh, I don't remember. We were glued to. I was I was by myself, but I was glued. To the you TV. remember where where you oh, were? I remember I, exactly where see, I was. I have no recollection whatsoever about where I was during the white Bronco scene. I just. Eh. Another celebrity running away from the police, you know. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about this five million dollar party for the twins. Okay, five million dollars for a birthday party for twins who three, were three, three year old twins, no less. Three, three year olds. Oh my! One to remember? Yeah, it was a two day event because one day for one twin, one day they for weren't the other. actors on Full House, right? No, no. Okay, no. just checking. Yeah. I didn't know if it was the. This know, was only two million. <laughs> I was like, if it's um, those twins, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. And one day's theme was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they they uh. built not they didn't build a house. They bought a house to have this party in, and I think I don't know what they did after with it. They put in like a chocolate river in the backyard. You know, they had yes. hired, hired small people, little people to play the Oompa Loompas. They right. had three pools with synchronized swimmers in each <gasps> pool. On the tables, they had. Caviar, little jars of caviar that were fifty thousand dollars each. Um, I don't even like caviar, but in the back we tried a little bit. You know. Okay, so by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, my mouth is dropped open. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm just insane. You know, like for three year old twins' uh, birthday, and the second day I think was not uh, what was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I didn't work the second day. I just worked. I love it. I'm like the second day. The the three year old. Is it the first day wasn't enough? 
they're, right. they're well, probably Winfrey's twin. Yeah. You right. know, in each separate theme. So the people that set this whole thing up, how did that night break it all down and set up for the event the next day, <laughs> a totally different theme, you know? So oh, were there any God. kids at this event or were they pr- pretty much all adults? I mean, um, I mean, I think there was a few, I don't even remember. There was probably just a few, but it's, if you're three years old, but you're not even in what preschool, maybe like, so maybe some of the relatives that maybe had some kids there, but yeah, it's, it's, well, most, well, most our mistresses are for the adults. They really are. Really (laughs) are. Oh, so we got to comment Arthur fans and Arthur, by the way, is, is a fabulous catering manager in South Florida. He's very well known, but I love that. He finally retired after 40 years in the catering industry and it definitely sucked the life out of him. If he had to do it again, he would have chosen a different vocation. I <laughs> agree. I don't know if I would have chosen a different, vo- if, you know, I don't know if I would have chosen a different vocation. I mean, I've really, as much as it does suck the life out of you, there are, there is some really fabulous joy and people that are involved in the event yeah. industry. I mean, you, I mean, the creation, the creativity yes. is just next level. Yeah. Well, you work with a lot of actors, musicians, and so fun people, and that's yeah. good. That you make a lot of really good friends that way. It's you know what the problem is of the upper levels. A lot of times, the events don't have to be as bad as they are. It's the management, which I'm sure any industry you're in, that's a lot yeah. of times the issue. Who's right. ever running things? The manager on a power trip or whatever. That's Isn't the, that the that's, craziest thing. That's what I complain about most in the book. It's the you know really the. It doesn't have to be that bad. A lot of the no. they just make it, you know. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, when I talk to my my clients, I you know, I tell them about uh, the anticipated experience of the guests coming to the event is fairly low. I mean, you're not really trying to get to the five million dollar mark on on your event because that does that's not real world. That's not real life. I mean. <laughs> I mean, most That's people are actually the, actually there to enjoy each other. I mean, I used to do these birthday parties for um, uh, the c- people that own Perfumania that you see in all the malls, all those those cheap perfumes, and they did the same thing. They would have these outrageous birthday parties, and and I did the birthday parties from when he was like four, their kid was four, until like he was eleven, and I remember when he was six, there were all these like boxes and he was having the best time playing in the boxes mm-hmm. and just the boxes and that's it i mean yeah. that's that was his joy playing right. in these boxes and and him and his friends you know making forts out of all of this mm-hmm. cardboard and yeah. yet the parents are running around like maniacs grabbing all the toys and all the the free stuff that the you know that the parents had put out yeah. i was just like oh my god the greed level oh. once you hit like 15 up was extraordinary it was extraordinary to see this and you know and and as us i'm like oh i'll take a blinky ring (laughs) 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 so what about this runaway groom i want to hear about this runaway oh so that was a wedding in new york and actually um chef rossi did that with raging skillet who she's still this is like 25 years ago 20 something like that and she's still in new york and i praise her in the but there's a few caterers i really liked and i talked nicely about them right the bad ones i don't use their real names you know just (laughs) But um, yeah, we show up at uh, this event. It's supposed to be a wedding and the groom called off it that morning. So everything was paid for and everything. So the bride's like, I'm just going to go ahead and have a party. You know, it's good to know he's a loser now rather than later. And yeah, gonna have a good yes. time. She, I think she got up and sang, I will survive. She was a good singer, <laughs> good singer and stuff. And everyone, of course, only half the guests showed up because the, on the groom's side, right. I mean, a few of them didn't go to the 
didn't know something that is supposed to be. Oh, and they just showed up. Oh, my and everybody's giving them the fisheye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this time the groom decided to skip the ceremony too. But um, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, so but you know, she just had a good. Her her attitude was so good. I just I remember. It's funny how I've worked hundreds of catering jobs, and a lot of them I forget. I don't remember half of the things that went on. But there's certain ones that just really stick out. Yeah. For one reason or another, you know, like I mean, that was one of them. Just her attitude, and she still had a good time, and the friends did, and um, yeah, and yeah, I think the I caterer Chef Frosty told me she ran into. The bride somewhere like a year later and she was so happy and i think she found someone else and something so oh my god so so years ago when i was working at the hyatt regency we i had the same thing we had and usually i can smell a runner i can i mean i can <laughs> you know i'm like up up i see it i see it um and family was there the groom was there the bride was there everybody's super happy everybody signed off everything they paid everybody all the vendors are paid we go to the rehearsal rehearsal runs beautifully we go to the dinner it's gorgeous outside because it was an outdoor event you know on this and i thought and i and i made the mistake I made the mistake of saying oh man we nailed this stupid me you never say that until the end of the event and so we get to the very end and everybody's made their speeches and the grooms asked for the microphone and he said i just want to say thank you to everybody that has come near and far um but i'm not gonna get married and walks out puts the microphone down and walks out and i remember this so vividly the bride was still sitting next to him smiling because she wasn't really listening to what he was saying. She's just smiling and nodding her head. And she's well, maybe still that's why he left her, because she doesn't I, listen. I know. Well, no, and, then, and there was a car waiting for him. I mean, what? Who does that? I mean, who? Oh, that was so planned. I mean, like, oh, yeah. so planned. And so, you know, and, and, I, obviously, you know, we we escorted everybody out. We brought a, an open bar into her room, <laughs> oh <my laughs> into her suite. Um, and and years later, I followed up with them, and they actually took him to court, sued him, right? And the judge said it's not cause until he actually steps on the aisle. I oh, thought that was fascinating. Really? Yeah, so he was not responsible for half of the expenses, and. Because the judge said it, it, it you can't it, intent. I'm sorry, it's not intent until he actually puts a foot on the aisle. And I thought, wow. what a that random, wow, a random yeah. line to put it. I don't know if that would go so good nowadays. I mean, we're talking yes. 20 years ago, so yeah, yeah, but still, I had a runner. Did you really? I did, but it was actually a reverse runner. I mean, a reverse situation. I had. I thought I was. Gonna, I thought you were going to say pantyhose. No, I had a bride who who called off the wedding. I think it was two days before the wedding, and yeah. the groom was devastated. Now, mind you, back up a bit. When I met this couple, I it, it was actually an inherited piece of business from a prior person that was there before me before yep. I started at this job. <laughs> and I was like, I met this couple and I'm like, something doesn't feel right. I just don't, I don't feel it. I just don't see this really culminating into something great. Right. He, she, I didn't feel like she was like the best fit for him. Right. He was a nice guy. She was very different. And so anyway, when they called it off, I'm like, I thought to myself, well, good for her calling it off because you know what? I'm sure she felt the same way. I know. But, you know, as outsiders, we look at that and right. we're like, you know, we're like, good for her. She got out but of you it. Know, but you know what? 
in the end, they wound up having an event. We did a brunch for the um, groom side of the family because yep. they were paying for it. Yep. They were paying for the food and beverage. So we did a beautiful um, dinner for a small group of people. And then we did a brunch for everybody that was supposed to come to the wedding on his side of the family. Way to turn that and, around. I mean, it, they had a great time and everything, but I'm, I know it's a devastating you know, a devastating situation for him, but (laughs) But in the end it was good for him because, you know, she, yeah, it was, she was the one that started it, but you know what? In the end he finished it. Way, way to, way to turn that around. So so, Sudi, what are some of the, some of the other like memorable moments that you, that, you know, that aren't in your, in the bio piece that you're like, Oh, Um, this was one for the ages. Right. Well, there was a couple of, you were talking about the weddings. There was one, um, where we at midnight they were going to serve ecstasy at. So we put, <laughs> we put all these bottles of water. At, and at that time, I didn't even know. I'm like, why are we putting all these water, bottles of water? And they said, well, because they're going to be doing ecstasy and you get really thirsty. I didn't know any of that. How um, random that they were like, oh, so casually yeah. because they're going to yeah. be serving like, ecstasy. Uh, yeah. 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 So that was interesting. And then another wedding, uh, it never rains in California, as you know, and especially mm-hmm. in August in uh, Santa Barbara. But yeah. This wedding, it was outdoors. There was no tent, and it wasn't like it was near a building you can go to. It was like just set up so Out in the far open. from everything. Right, right, right. And it rained, and it, it was like a warm rain, and it rained enough to get everything wet. And but everyone still, there was no Plan B or anything. And but everyone still had a good time. Oh, and I love that. You know, so that was kind of cool. My and then geez. birthday parties we were talking about. I worked actually with David Bowie's fiftieth birthday party. God bless um, him. Which I'm sure didn't cost anywhere near the. <laughs> Five million dollars. I was about to say, kids, you know, and um, I had his table, you know, which was kind of cool, and he was very nice. His wife, not as nice, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that was kind of cool. So yeah, you work a lot of fun celebrity, ev- you know, or events where celebrities are at. Um, yeah, I, I, one of my favorite jobs that I worked, and it's sad because she just passed away, uh, Olivia Newton John. Yeah, a month, mm-hmm. a month ago. But I worked as she's one of my favorites since I was a kid, and we were setting up the ballroom. You know, putting the silverware down the table and the band is warming up. And for that night, they're going to be performing. And I have my back to the to the uh, stage and I hear a woman start singing, let's get physical, physical. And I'm like, no. I'm like wow, she sounds a lot like Olivia Newton-John. I turn around and there's Olivia Newton-John in like jeans and a T-shirt rehearsing with the band. And That's I was so like, oh, cool. my gosh, she's like my favorite. And then that night, you know, I we weren't supposed to be on the floor at night during the show at night right, right. I, I snuck in the, you know yeah and watched. it was great you know she's you know didn't do a whole full she did like six or seven songs or something but that was like amazing so things like that make it worth you know some of those fun events yeah cool. oh my um, god who is who is the celebrity that you've met that you said oh he's either very different or like you may have been like more like oh my you know like like it was completely opposite oh. of what you anticipated. Let's put it that way. Oh, like, oh I, I know. I, this is a nice one because I don't want to use real names. It's not, but I'll, I'll, right, I'll give right. you hints of the ones that aren't. But all right. So for people, when you're behind a buffet, sometimes people will come up to it. I was once behind a buffet and there was no one else around. And Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon came up to the buffet and he's just really not down to earth, nice, kind of just chatting. And he's, and I got a little earphone. I'm calling for more chicken or whatever. And he just seemed fascinated at what I was doing. And I'm thinking, I'd rather be doing what he does. I don't know why he's right. so interested in what I'm doing. Um, and uh, so, and then Diana Ross once came out to my buffet and I, I, which I don't know why, but I expected her to be more diva-ish or, because it was 
some of the people in that section were having someone else go up and get them food. And it was, you know, but it's a self-serve buffet. And she says, we just help ourselves. I'm like, yeah. And she was very pleasant and very nice. And I almost expected an attitude, which is bad of me to that judgment. I agree. So that was a nice surprise. Then there's, uh, hmm, he was born in a small town, but I won't say his name. <laughs> okay. Grew up in a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a yeah, yeah. small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to give you any hints though. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't at this event, but I have the story in my book because um, he was smoking inside the event. And so the captain was asking him to put out the cigarette in a very yeah. nice several times. Brings over a little cup of water to put it. Sir, I need you to put out the cigarette. And he <laughs> goes, ask me again and I'll put it out on your effing head. Oh. And I don't oh. care who you are. That, you know, just. So my, I like him as an artist and, a, you know, his songs. But right. when I hear something like that, I don't want, I want, you know, I don't want to support them at all. Like. I agree. You know, yeah. So. Oh my God. Well, and so it's funny that you brought up Diana Ross because I, when I was director of catering for Ritz Carlton, and uh, there's a, a smaller Ritz Carlton here in South Florida in Bell Harbor, and Diana Ross walked in on my tasting, my wedding tasting. And my favorite part about the whole thing is like the, the shocked faces of the couple and the people having the tasting because they're like, did Diana Ross just walk in on our tasting? <gasps> oh my God. And I'm like, guys, please don't tweet this. Please don't tweet this. Please don't put the no, don't put it on social media because you know privacy. But she was really, really lovely. Yeah. And years ago, I did uh Mark Cuban's 40th birthday, and we had John Mellencamp. Uh and and I remember that Mark Mark is not, super healthy, does not like smokers, does not does not like smokers. Um, and he we had put John up in his his um guest house which was 4000 square feet by the way the guest house was 4000 square feet and I, I just remember we had to put in all these our air filters everywhere and now he had just gotten done with a heart attack like a year before image on cougar camp two heart attacks yeah two so. heart attacks and he is i mean two packs easily a day or just wow. that i mean it was crazy how much this man smoked it was crazy but he was phenomenal artist oh my god the, when he got up on stage he Nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> but he had a he had a, a a girlfriend or a fiance at the time that was a model, and yeah, she was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, she was interesting. <laughs> but yeah, but but that's that's the crazy thing is that you know when we think about these celebrities, um, like um, Michelle Bateau is a an up and coming comedian, and I did her wedding years ago before she was famous, and. Oh my God. And she married this fabulous Dutch man and they were just the nicest people. She was so warm and genuine and funny. And I said to her then, I said, I, I haven't seen your act, but you're, I, I just have this feeling that you're going to do well one day. And so she's my little claim to fame because I knew her before she was famous. Oh, but nice. uh, yeah, so Michelle Pateau, I mean, you got to just check out some of her stuff. She's everywhere right now, okay. but the same thing, yeah, you know, it's like what we think of people and then when we meet them is many times very different except for kevin bacon i think we can all agree that we, we yeah. universally love kevin bacon no right. matter what most of them are and most of them are, are nice overall you know and valerie harper was very nice i, I remember she i this is when she had cancer and she was at a, it was a cancer fundraiser or something and yeah. i was passing little mediterranean salads the cucumber with a um, onion and tomato on it <laughs> i love the fact that you remember that well, only because of what like she you said. Like the salad. Right, right. only because <laughs> I said, would you like a Mediterranean, mini Mediterranean salad? And she's like, serve from the Mediterranean man. And like, she didn't even know me. She didn't know I'm Turkish <laughs> or whatever, but she was kind of figured I was. And so she, that was kind of, you know, showed her sense of humor and, and, and that she's a nice, you know, kind of just 
I would have been like, I'm tanning. I'm not from there. I'm just tanning. Thank you very much. <laughs> but thank you for noticing the glow. Okay. <laughs> the self-tan is working. Oh, speaking of tanning, I used to oh, be yeah. really dark and next yeah. to lifeguard. And people said I looked like Johnny Mathis way back in the day. And I worked a woman's 60th birthday party and they hired Johnny Mathis to come sing at that birthday party. No. How funny is that? Which is amazing. He was, at the time, I want to say 70. Now he's 87. So it was about right. 17 years ago. And he right. walked right by me and I was like, oh my God, Johnny Mathis. And I called up my friend because his parents used to tell me all the time. Oh, I used to have a lot more hair too, by the way. Yeah, you look like, like, so I called him, I guess, I said, guess who's at this event? I'm working. He goes, Johnny Mathis. I'm like, yep. <laughs> oh my God. He, so he already knew uh, just from, from your well, because He always used to tell me that. So he just assumed if I'm t- calling him to tell him someone famous is at this event, it was probably Johnny Mathis because his parents used to tell me all the time. You look like Johnny Mathis. So I wish I could sing like him. Then I wouldn't have had to do catering and write the book. But that's right, nice. or or any of the other things in this world. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so what are so outside of the celebrity piece? You know, what are some of the like crazy stuff that the caterer did? Like, did they? Because I mean, I I there have been times that I've been shocked at what my chef has been able to do. Like he, I remember that we had a wedding and and the bride reversed the numbers from fish to steak. Right. And so there was supposed to be 80 steak and 40 fish, but she put 40 steak, 80 fish. And the chef just like started cutting up sirloin in the back and passing it off as filet. (laughs) I I am something, I don't think I have this in the book. And probably because I don't, would never say with the caterer, but I think it was the same thing. They were running out of something. And by the time half the food, the room was done, they were bringing from the other half and using unused, I think, which is, horrible like no, 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 that's it. yeah to, no like unused like if they didn't eat and they would put it on those plates like un- <gasps> oh yeah. yeah 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 they just were um, like oh let me take it from this table and go to this table okay <laughs> yeah I'm you didn't to touch your salad oh perfect yeah <laughs> i know there must be a hundred things and i'm just not thinking of what just things that caters i know but i would totally do that oh <laughs> well I was about sliding in from the side. Hi, Brooke. Hi. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hello, hello, hello. Well, it was nice chatting with you guys. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) That happened to her last week. That happened to her last week. Oh, my God. That was so funny. It totally happened last week. Oh, so, I mean, but that's the the thing is, and Brooke, believe me, Brooke has been with me on many occasions where we are in the background. Like, I remember, Brooke, do you want to tell the story about the flashing lights or do you, about the fire alarm? <laughs> you can have that one. I've heard this story. This is great. That one's yours. You can do that. Oh my one. god! So Brooke's first wedding with me. First wedding with me. Oh, that we one. were yes, we were at the at, at the synagogue and and dinner in their in their ballroom. And the chef was not that great. Let's just say chef was not that great. And uh, and there was so much commotion in the background, and things started to burn, <laughs> and not a little bit, a lot, like grease fires, the whole bit. And smoke started billowing out, and the fire alarms go off, and you know, flashy, flashy, flashy. And the the mom of the bride walks up to Brooke and goes, "Is everything okay?" And bride and Brooke, without skipping a beat, goes, "Oh, those are strobes and fog. No, that's I have part of the dance." The detail, if you watch, it goes to the base. And I, that was my first night on the job. Oh, I know. She's like, oh, that's a fog machine and strobe lights. Don't worry about it. And, well, and you're having Cajun food, by the way. <laughs> it, it worked. It really and did. that's been, Keith said, oh, she's definitely on food good. I'm like, done. Yeah, she knows how to roll with the bunches. Oh, my God. <laughs> by the way, your steak is going to be blackened. It's all good. 
<laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we do in the in this kind of world. But you know, I, I feel well, like that almost. Do. This one's doing little five thousand nine dollar caviar to dreams. And I know, <laughs> I know. So, so when you when you decided to write this book, did did you have anybody in the in your past that reached out to you and said, "Don't include me"? <laughs> um. I, I know, there right? Was, a lot of people are mad. I didn't include them. Like, why didn't you? Because I do, you know, I also talk nicely about people. Some coworkers, you know, I that I enjoy working with. And even some of my favorite clients are into this. Demetra George, she's a great singer. Um, and and she's become a friend and, and over the years. Uh, so I include her in there. And it's, you know, a lot of nice people I've met. Um, but nobody, but, nobody said, don't you dare put me in your book. I don't, and if it was someone, you know, there's caterers I worked for, like I said, I, I don't use their real names and, right. and some of them, and I use, but I use a lot of stories and how they treated their employees and, you know, certain things from, um, and there's one in particular, but I don't name them. I changed the name, but you know, I'm sure if they, they would say don't include us, but I, I didn't use their real names. So. I see, I and there's some done. nice ones here. There's a nice wedding planner, Natalie Sofer, that does a lot of wedding. And I, so I include her in the book and and praise her and um, walk star catering with uh, Katie. Um, uh, so the, the ones I really like, but. So that's um, interesting that people were like, why didn't you include me in your book? Was well, I not nasty enough to you, bitch? Right. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, there was, I, well, that's what I said to them. I said, she should be glad I didn't put you in the book. That means I didn't talk smack about you, but. You right. Know, I'm like, come um, on. Hello. You know, cause I did include some of my coworkers. If there was a story that was interesting and included them, you know, that, um, and did you say it like that? Because I would have taken that as like, oh, you're calling me boring? Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, you didn't think I was interesting enough to put in your book? What and I've worked, with like five or two. <laughs> I've worked with like five. Yeah, it has to go in chapters. I've worked with like 500 people in New York and, and California in 25 years. I've worked with so many people. You can't include everyone, nor like write your own book. I said to them. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> you illiterate? Write your own book. <laughs> So, awesome. and i'm awesome. sure yeah i mean um or maybe i didn't tell a lot of people i was well i told most people i, I catered with i was writing it you know right and a lot of them said oh in fact i have a whole chapter where they gave me a couple of stories um oh really i think of their where they, where they said you gotta you gotta put this in look i let me tell yeah. you about a story yeah yeah so i, I include that. a few of those yeah that way it's not all about me the book you know i don't want to be well, it is your book. I mean, <laughs> hello. Oh my God. So, okay. So you get this idea and, and it's the same idea that we've all had. It's like, if we put this in a book and you decided to write this book, but what, but you had already written a book, right? Yes. I mean, you wrote, you wrote a book called um, real world stories and advice on how to talk to kids about LGBTQ families and friends. Oh, how is. cute Aww. is that? Oh, wait, let me enlarge your screen. Please oh, ever. Oh, I love that. Oh, what a great cover. So you're already used to controversy, by the way, because I'm sure you had a few, like, responses to that book. A little book. bit, yeah. I mean, it came out four years ago, you know, and we, of course, there's yes. great changes the years. and going backwards again, you know, so it's like, um, I forget yes. where we were at at that time when it actually came out, there was certain... Um, but yeah, not a lot of backlash, but a little bit. I, I did some book signings and some Barnes and Nobles, and most of them were very good. But yeah, I remember one very a woman, very religious, kind of, and she's very sweet. I mean, she, but basically <laughs> telling me her God is telling her that it's not right and this and that. And she has a cousin who's gay, but she loves him. Any, you know, she does love him. He's married, but I'm, you know, but she doesn't agree with the mar, you know, that marriage and blah blah blah. 
And her intentions are good. But you're not going to you're not going to argue with someone who thinks they're listening to God that you're not going to convince them anything else. So, but you never got glitter bombed or anything, right? No. Nobody ever and, threw a big glitter bomb at you and be like, "No, I don't." No, and uh, it's funny. I call that chapter "Pray the Gay Bashers Away." You yes, know, you know about religion and stuff. So, um, again, with a sense of humor, I like I do everything with a sense of humor. So even though there are some serious topics in that book like you gotta have to you have to i mean life is way too serious already you don't want to add serious because people fall asleep with the book on their chest and they're like you know and then somebody goes oh you're gay you know and somebody walks in and we're like oh hello um but you know i mean that i mean you already had the experience on um, producing a book and was i mean was that book self-produced or self-published that one I actually got a publisher for. Um, you did. I got a literary agent and a publisher. And again, all these things take time. Like it took me four or five years to write the book in between projects and just interviewing a lot of people. I got real stories from real families and people, you know, two, uh, mo- two mom and dad families. I got, you know, a whole chapter on transgender. So I interviewed a lot of um, people for that. I got a, ch- a chapter on um, when a parent turns out to be gay and they get divorced. So, but yeah. real stories from real people, which is nice. And, um, so that took a long time. And then I took a like few months to get a literary agent and then he got a publisher, which was good. The second that's book, amazing. the catering book, I self published that one. So I've kind of done both. I know how both work, which is good. God, that's amazing. I have to tell you, I, I mean that to, to take on such a touchy subject in the middle of the tea years, you know, I mean, to, yeah, it I, was in the, it was right in the, yeah, right in the middle of the tea years, yeah. the name that shall not be named, oh. but you know, um, <laughs> Because we're not a political show, I don't want to make it political. I know, and but you know, but but that's what I'm saying. It was not a, a not a great environment. Let's just say politically for all levels, especially in that kind of world, and especially in Florida where we have a "Don't Say Gay" law. Right. You know, don't say yeah. gay. Yeah. You can say fabulous, but you can't say gay. Right. <laughs> like, so I mean that I mean that that had to come with a whole bunch of extra baggage and stuff, and and so do you find that you know, as you're moving forward, do you, are you coming up with different ideas for future books? Because these two books are very different from each other. I have, yes, I'm, I am usually work, write scripts and songs. I don't usually write books. So this was a new thing for me. Um, but I have a book called Fork Facebook and the Algorithm It Wrote In On. <laughs> but people have been put in Facebook jail. You know, they, they've been banned, restricted. <laughs> oh, please. That's my neighbor. My neighbor, yeah. my neighbor Tim is in Facebook jail every other week. Every but a lot of times week. it's over Crazy. innocent posts. I was put in uh, for 30 days, no banning, because I wrote, well, one, once I wrote Men Are Pigs as a joke, and that was banned as hate speech, and I was in jail. <gasps> then I wrote another time, stick a fork in him, he's done. Ah! Meaning his career is over, not literally, but the algorithm doesn't know, oh, that's not literal. You're not really. So that's again, violence or hate speech. Oh so my gosh. all these people are getting punished for these innocent posts because of computer, reason, yeah. you can't get in touch with a human being. I so I'm getting all these amazing stories, collecting them. And that, so that's going to be a book. See, um, now I, now I want to, now I'm going to post that. I'm going to just, that's all I'm going to put. I'm stick looking a for fork in him and, and he's done and see what, what happens. If you put, or if you say stick a fork in me, yeah. I wonder how it will. They'll say it's suicide. Out, I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, the, and people, the stories, I forget some of them are like, you know, talking about the three little pigs and I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Right. Blow your house down. Another person oh, was um, wow. talking about the flea infestation in her basement. We got to bomb the basement, meaning, you know, just get it exterminated. Oh my oh, God. These, so these are innocent. Now, some people aren't so innocent. They're, they're attacking people yeah. or they're right. Right. Go after, go after those people. But 
and the, you know, people use Facebook for a lot of reasons to do things. And now they're not able to do that because of some misconceit and you cannot, there's no court, there's no jury, there's no boom. You're just, in, it, again, they call it Facebook jail. It's a whole term now, but. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And it's please. funny because it, it doesn't go to like, it doesn't get flagged. And then somebody who is a right. polite person reads it. It's just automatic. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And you so. know, what's funny is that it's become so prevalent that like my neighbor, he actually has two other Facebook accounts. And so everybody knows that if he gets thrown into jail, just pay attention to the other right. one. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh, all right. Miss Annie's coming in. I'll, okay. I'll have to talk to him. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's the craziest thing. So, so that's going to be a, a, at some point of a, a future I'm, book. I'm co-writing that with Blake Allwood, who is also a writer. I'm also working on a gift humor a book for pet lovers, but I don't want to give away the. Oh no 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 no! Because oh, somebody will really steal good. that shit. They will um, steal that shit. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, and and like I said, I have scripts that I'm trying to get made into movies. That's more of my focus, but. Um, it's so uh, cool though. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool, and I love the fact that and and to go back to you know how catering sucked the life right out of me. I mean, it, it's such a it's such a hot button kind of title that we all get it. We all get it in the event industry. We all understood it immediately. We're like. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because I have no soul. I have no soul. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just on a rotation now. Okay, another buffet. Yeah. (laughs) I was on your feet and just, you know, being pulled in 20 million directions and all those things. Oh, yeah, putting out a lot of fires. Like, literally. 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 Fires in my face. I actually caught a grim on fire at once. Get out of here. You're kidding me. I swear to God, I, you know, <laughs> I, it, 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 to be honest, it wasn't really my fault. He turned at the wrong time and I just happened to have one of those like gel. Oh, the sternos. Uh, sternos. And yeah. it was in my hand and he turned and hit me and it splattered onto his jacket. <laughs> yeah, that was before the wedding. So, <laughs> we to, so we had to find that can go in your book. That's yes. your oh yes. my God. Oh no. It was, you know, there's nothing like getting a fire extinguisher and pointing it at a groom and thinking I'm really screwed this up. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> oh, but I mean, I, so, <laughs> so messy. <laughs> what are what are what you know? Are you ever going to go back to the catering catering world? I, I, honestly, I still do a little bit on the side. I do. I do because, I, in fact, I worked a really cool wedding last week that half the uh, cast of Modern Family was there, which was funny because I did background work on that once, and I was in a scene with what's his name. Kind of, so that was kind of interesting. And um, and I did another event recently where the Beach Boys and the Foreigner performed at it and stuff. So I do. I do some of it still, you know, I prefer I just to your writing and acting, but huh? I want to come to your weddings. Oh my God. I know, right? Got, uh, I'll work a wedding with you. Shoot. That's how you will bring you, right? Right. I'll, I'll bring you like, you know, a little tapas or something. Yeah. I don't care. You know, yeah, a Mediterranean yeah. salad. <laughs> yeah, I don't do as much of it, but I still, and again, there's some nice, you know, caterers that I don't mind working for. And it's good. Like I said, it's flexible. You know, it's uh, sometimes the money's not too bad. It's, you know, you work with some cool people. So it does have, um, oh, you, I tell people you, that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, look, it's extra work. It's awesome. It's awesome. Extra work, weekend work, and and it's free food. <laughs> free food. Oh yeah, you're snacking in the back. Absolutely. Right, food home. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's, it's crazy. How much like food a, a little, you're kind of like a bug on a wall where you get to hear all the little. Oh yeah. You know what? And and that's. I was actually going to ask you that, Marcy. Thank you for reminding me this of, of this because as a server, people forget that you're actually there because you're so part of the background scene. That a lot of people just uh, 
forget that you can hear what they are saying. <laughs> so when you talk about killing your wife and you're meeting with the... I thought he was kidding when he said that. We wow. hear you. Was, <laughs> as I've been listening to the show, I was applying some mascara. And I heard <laughs> everything, and I'm just like, wow, okay, Keith, with the OJ thing, that was nice. Was I know, nice. right? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, you can hear it. So has there been any, any of those circumstances that and you can remember that you overheard a conversation and you went, whoa, okay, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember I worked, I, some political thing I worked once, and I don't remember exactly what, you know, it was a few people, and I remember, I don't remember exactly what they're saying, but I'm saying they're talking about stuff that's, I know it's supposed to be kind of private, I'm not supposed right. to that you're not supposed to hear that you yeah. know yeah so not a lot of that but a little bit i think yeah you know so i just i i just heard actually somebody just had this conversation today that somebody overheard roger stone talking to his boyfriend before they got onto a plane as and i went what <laughs> i went wait roger stone the political guy and they're like i'm just saying that's what uh-huh. we overheard because they it was discussed and i went oh my God slapped me in the face. Yeah. I'm not saying, and we're not saying who, which Roger Stone, by the way. So no suing us. Right? Yeah, you got. Yeah, I know. But, it, but it's, it's crazy how that comes across. I mean, yeah. it, it is, I'm, I'm it's sure there's amazing. a few more things I've heard, or um, but uh, it's it's in the book, I guess. You have to. I don't remember. Right? I don't remember. Read the book. Stuff Read the book. Actually, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you mentioned Trump before, and I forgot. I worked actually, and that's in the book too, at Ivana Trump's apartment years ago in New York City. So that was kind of interesting, and she was. Actually, very nice, Ivana Trump and the daughter, the, the, the his wow. first wife, the one that, the one that died, the one that died yeah, that fell yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, and what's interesting about that, and this is the other thing, some caterers they try to or they do keep the tip that's supposed to go to their wait staff, right? And what I forget who the caterer was for that event oh, that he worked for, but he was known for doing that. But she came out with a big wad of bills and said, "This is for your staff," and handed to to him right in front of us. So he went in the back and then he came out and gave us like $20 each. And we, I know it was much more than that for each of us, but at least he gave us something because he had to, you know what I mean? So, Oh, see that. I hate that. That. Oh, that's Brooke's favorite saying. Greedy pigs get slaughtered. And if you think about it, it is absolutely true. You fatten up that pig. Guess which one goes first. So, you know, I, I, I never understood that. I never understood about the the fact that people keep that tip for themselves yeah. when it's it's obvious that it's yeah. supposed to go to yes. the servers. I actually tell my clients now to put those in separate envelopes per server. Take That's the time, right. put it, and then I can hand it to each server versus right. handing it to the captain. Oh, everything was made of gold in her bathroom too. I remember that. Find a choice. Real gold? I'd be I taking so. faucets. I mean, I'd be taking faucets. Just, Somebody come just, in there and go, "What happened to the toilet the, the <laughs> paper dispenser?" They said my bag. Yeah, yeah, this was like thirty years ago. You know, this was. I think they were divorced at the time, but it was. It wasn't. Yeah, but gold's gone up. Like, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd probably that's, still own that's that. That's a known fact that that they've had the. Everything made out of gold in bathrooms. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. So, t- Sudi, tell us how do how do people find you? How do they? You know, um, where do they find the book? Give us all that lovely, yummy. Um, stuff. The books are on Amazon. Some of them are Barnes and Noble too, or online Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Um, my website. I don't. I guess you can. There's probably links on there too. Sudirick.com is my website. I'm on Facebook. Well, when I'm not in Facebook jail. <laughs> um, I was waiting for that. And uh, what else? Um, I'm on Instagram too. Yeah. Under either Sudi Rick Caritas or Rick Sudi Caritas or Sudi Rick. I got go by all three kind of. Um, Sudi's my legal name, but 
I go by Rick also as a nickname, kind of. Because so. he's Gemini. Because Gemini, Gemini names Gemini. 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 <laughs> How do I know that? I like that you bio. read the yeah the. Of course, I read the bio. Please, that's a, you know. But and if you're watching the YouTube, you can see it on the ticker tape on on um, below because oh, we've been running it. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> off and on throughout the show. So uh, you'll you'll be able. Oh, to nice. find I didn't even see that. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 of course, absolutely. And then um and when you go to and is your book on Amazon as well? I believe it is. It's on Amazon, I think, and it's also uh, what do you call that? Uh, it's Kindle also and also hard copy. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I have it back there actually, but. Yeah, I, I see it. Me on the cover. And, um, you know, because they attack you with the hors d'oeuvres. So I, they, we just made a funny cover with all these hands up, cover um, the hors d'oeuvres. And, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then I understand that you act as well. You're I an do actor. Some, yeah, I do some acting, um, more writing. And, uh, you know, I wrote the movie Welcome on My Pradas when Tom Arnold and Dee Wallace is in it, Nathaniel Marston. And I play a role in that, you know, medium-sized role. Right. And, um yeah, I do a little more. I do music videos too, the songs I've written. So, so oh, when you said music videos, I was thinking you were one of those dancers on the box, you know, oh, no, <laughs> in the skin tight outfit, you know. No, I stopped doing that years ago. No, these are my own. I wrote a song like for Alzheimer's, like what you don't remember is reading a nice video for that. And then. Um, I wrote a bunch of Christmas songs. We did fun videos for those. Oh, too. I love that. And are you on TikTok? I am. I hardly ever go on it, but I am on there. I should do more on there, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if, if people could find you on TikTok and, and yeah. look at some of your videos. Because yeah. On YouTube. It, on YouTube, I have a, a studio, or a studio Caritas on YouTube, and my videos are all on there and stuff. So. Oh, okay. And by sketches. the way, even though it's Caritas, there is no H. Right. It's a it's silent right. H. Yes. Right? So the, I, it's something I've the, learned. The, the, S, the H is silent like Marjorie Taylor Greene should be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for being on behind the veil. It was well, such an interesting conversation. Nice. I just loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. it Ladies, nice to meet everyone else too. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it as well, guys? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like we need to have <laughs> another one of these shows. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we just need to have one of these we shows. Need a part just, two. Right. We need a part two. It's just about all the crap that happens at events that you just don't want to know. Oh, about. there's so yes. much material. Oh my God. Oh, there so, is. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much material. Anyway, thank you so much again, uh, Sudi. Thank you for being on Behind the Veil. Brooke Logan Stoner, thank you. And um, Marcy Gutenberg with An Affair to Remember by Marcy. I'm your host, Keith Willard. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Thank you. All of the all of the players out there. So check us out. Um, by the way, uh, who's our guest next week? I did. Did anybody look that up? John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, Brittany. Wayne Hoffman. Brittany. No, we, oh, Brittany Dry. Brittany Dry is on. No, Wayne Hoffman. Anyway. Oh, Wayne. Okay. Good luck. You, tune in next Tuesday. It'll be a surprise to us as well to you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them will be here. All right, everybody. See you next Tuesday. As for now, everybody say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.